0: Welcome to Making Connections, a WMNT series on diversifying our future. As the nation grapples with climate change, there's a related challenge, the need for a just transition for coal-impacted communities. It's an idea gaining traction with some 2020 Democratic presidential hopefuls. You know, we're not going to forget the workers either. The workers who, through dangerous and back-breaking labor, powered our industrial rise. It's about a new deal for people who work. It's about justice for people whose communities have been destroyed. So we need a just transition to protect them and make sure that they have new jobs, they have the education, they have the health care and everything else they need to get their feet on the ground. We heard Senators Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren and Vice President Joe Biden all supporting a just transition. But just what does that mean? In coal-heavy West Virginia, discussions are starting to get attention in the state's capital. Brittany Patterson reports. On a recent Wednesday evening, it's rainy and cold. But inside a conference room at the Charleston Convention Center, it's standing room only. People have packed the place to talk about an idea that is gaining traction, a just transition for Appalachia's coal communities as their main industry continues to decline. When you're hearing for a call for a just transition for coal reliant communities, folks are saying, look, starting now and into the future, we're going to decarbonize the economy. Annie Eisenberg is a law professor at the University of South Carolina. She was one of a handful of experts who spoke at the event in West Virginia's capital city. There will be disproportionate losses imposed on coal-reliant communities, and that's unfair. So we're going to offset the losses. And that is where I think this is a good thing, and it's also tricky. Tricky for a few reasons, says Adele Morris with the nonpartisan Brookings Institution. Coal companies often shed health care, pension, and environmental cleanup obligations during bankruptcy. Then there's the impact the loss of the industry has on communities. I've called it the death spiral of a community. Morris is an economist and one of the country's leading experts on coal community transition. She says when a mine or coal fired power plant closes, it takes a huge toll on the local economy, not just in lost jobs, but lost tax revenue at a time when the community needs more help. This is the trap that is so important to avoid because once you start down that fiscal spiral, it is super hard to get out. That's the kind of economic shock many warn could come with aggressive action on climate change. But here's the thing. Across the Ohio Valley and the country, coal is already losing ground. The energy shift is underway, but without the part that would help communities make the transition. Federal data show since 2009, mining employment and coal production have fallen by about 50 percent in the Ohio Valley. But for lawmakers that represent coal-producing places like West Virginia, it can be very hard to acknowledge those facts, at least in public. But West Virginia Delegate Evan Hansen says that may be changing. But I would say privately, many legislators of both parties acknowledge that there is a transition going on and that this is one of the most important issues that we need to deal with as a legislature. Hansen, a Democrat, has introduced a bill that would create a new state office to take the lead in helping coal country communities. It would help local governments plan and hopefully lure more public and private investment. The bill has bipartisan support and the backing of the United Mine workers. But not everyone is a fan. Sounds to me like that they think it 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 would be much better if it were something other than the coal mine. And and that bothers me a whole lot because we got the best coal miners in the world. Bill Rainey is the head of the West Virginia Coal Association. The lobbying group this session is pushing a bill that would require West Virginia coal plants to burn the same amount of coal they did in 2019 in the years ahead, regardless of what makes most economic sense. Even amongst those who support a Just Transition, big questions remain on how best to do it. Chuck Fluharty ran the Shaping Our Appalachian Region, or SOAR, program, a community-centered Just Transition model in eastern Kentucky. But the real proof of the pudding is in how broad that collective commitment is, and is it there for the money, or is it there for the future? How, How much it is about investing, and not simply dropping dollars on the table. Morris with the Brookings Institution says today, most economic transition work in the region comes from federal programs like the Appalachian Regional Commission. But I think what we're going to need to really help communities as this industry shrinks further is an order of magnitude more Resources. Her estimates come in at tens of billions of dollars over the next decade and would require some kind of regulatory leadership from Washington, D.C., preferably a carbon tax. Democratic candidates have offered differing ideas. Some, like Cecil Roberts, head of the United Mine Workers of America, say the political lift may be too steep for Congress. Here he is speaking last fall at the Press Club in Washington, D.C. We want our health care plans saved. And if you can't do that and it's been 10 years, how do you think we're going to believe that you're going to be able to give us a just transition from the coal industry to some other employment. And then there's a question of how should the money be spent? Morris says that will take some thought as well. I'm still struggling with exactly how you do that in a way that gets those resources out, but does it in a way that That gives people comfort that it's responsibly allocated. But she says if a state like West Virginia does invest in dedicated planning for the ongoing transition, the sooner the better. For the Ohio Valley Resource, I'm Brittany Patterson in Charleston, West Virginia. Making Connections is brought to you by WMMT Mountain Community Radio. Find out more at makingconnectionsnews.org.